So I'm not going to take up much of your time this morning so that we can all get home and enjoy the day. It's just uh, a few light words of encouragement for our fathers, um, specifically that, that we have a desire for uh, our children. We, we, we want them to be successful. We want them to be happy. We want them to be well-rounded. We, we have desires for their future and, and their hopes. And so today's message is called A Father's Wish, okay? <clears throat> now, uh, uh, as a child, we are at a very young uh, age. Um, I didn't get to spend much time with my dad. My parents were separated, and I moved to Botswana with, uh, with my mother and my sister to go and live with my grandparents. And... Um, most of my life, I was surrounded by, by women, and so I had a lot of that influence. But I grew up not knowing the rules to rugby, and I grew up uh, a very indoorsy person, you know? Um, I didn't grow up with much of that, but some of my fondest memories is when I went to go visit my father, and uh, we would go to uh, a farm that was um, sort of in the family. Um, uh, it's difficult to explain, but uh, we could go there and we could spend some time in this rural outskirts uh, kind of uh, beautiful, rustic, uh, you know, untouched um, nature. Uh, uh, farm in the in the Western Cape. If if the apocalypse happened tomorrow, they would only find out it a month later. You know, no cell phone signal. The house that I stayed in often didn't have electricity, uh, and so there was always candlelight and things like that. Uh, and uh, I remember enjoying. Uh, things with my dad, getting dirty and um, doing all the things that, uh, you know, in small doses. And um, I have fond memories of that. <coughs> but, you know, I wonder, I wonder about that. I wonder about the influence that we as fathers have on our children. If in such small doses... I remember those times. What influence then would a lifetime as a father have on our children? When they, when they look at us, what do they see? When we speak to them, when we teach them, what do they learn from us? And I don't want to burden us with um, unrealistic expectations, <clears throat> but certainly we have to consider if we want our children to be something, that doesn't happen by itself. We influence that in our children. And so our 
desires and our wish for our children directly correlates to who we are in front of them and what we say uh, to others when they're around. And so today's message is just a glimpse, just a glimpse into that process, into um, fatherhood from Proverbs. So turn in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs, and we're going to jump through just a few uh, uh, Proverbs about fatherhood and uh, try and broadly uh, define some things that we should keep in mind. So for a bit of context, Proverbs chapter 1 to 5, I'm going to read it and pray, and then we'll jump into it. So Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive instru the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equality, to give subtly uh, to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion, and to a wise man who will hear and increase learning. Dear Lord, I do pray that as we seek scriptures for wisdom for ourselves and in uh, living a God-centered life, I pray that we may also seek guidance for those that you have given us to be responsible over. And we thank you for the children in our lives. Amen. <clears throat> okay. So, in verse 3, it's a wonderful summary of Proverbs. Um, it says, to receive the instruction of wisdom, of justice, of judgment, and of equality. Now, let's keep that in mind when we not only um, search uh, uh, explore Proverbs today, but when we read Scripture in its entirety and we say, Lord, <clears throat> uh, firstly, that our children look to us as an example. <laughs> Who you are and what you do, your children notice. Your children have eagle eyes and uh, they are influenced by what you do and what you say, not to them directly. It's not, it's not that learning only happens when we speak to them. <clears throat> and so the character of our being certainly uh, influences what our children see when, uh, when they look at us and they learn from that. 
you know, we're always amazed when Robin repeats words or habits, and I say, hey, you do that all the time, you know, or, uh, or sometimes we tell her, uh, you know, this thing that I do, I'm actually not supposed to do it, so you can tell me when I do it, okay? And tell me not to do it. It's small, you know, bad habits and things. And the amount of times a day she says, you're doing it again, stop it, that I don't even realize when I'm doing it. <clears throat> Be aware that who you are influences your children much more than we realize on a day-to-day -day basis. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7, it says this about being example to our children. It says, the just man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. proverb about how our children look to us for example, and not just for good example, but in all example. Be mindful of that, that our integrity matters, not just before God, not just before fellow believers, but especially before our children. The second thing um, that we as fathers are um, specifically <clears throat> do is active instruction. Uh, active instruction. So we influence them through active instruction. We, our kids go to school and they learn math and they learn language, um, <clears throat> but 80% and that's a statistics I, I just made up now. Don't go fact check it. <laughs> but they learn so, 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 so much about what we tell them. They get to an inquisitive age where everything is why this, why this, why this, why this, why this, why this. And you know, lying to your, ch to your children is the worst thing you can possibly do, even if you think, I'm just going to say this because, you know, and you reason it to yourself, and it might be small and inconsequential now, the active instruction that we give to our children matters much more than you think, and lying to them, I promise you, impacts them. Here's an example. <laughs> My grandmother, I, she passed away several years ago, and uh, I, I love her dearly. She, she was a wonderful, wonderful woman. But I remember a few uh, uh, things that she told me that I found to be untrue later in life. So I had a thorn in my foot, and uh, I refused that anybody touch it. You know, no, no, don't touch it. And she said, if I don't get the thorn, it'll go into your skin and travel up your leg and into your heart. <laughs> okay, get it out. Quickly, get it out. <laughs> so she got the thorn out. 
But I promise you, I believed that for years. We want to be honest with our children when we give them active instruction. Proverbs 22, verse 6, it's a well-known proverb, we all know it. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. But the thing about this proverb, it's not only talking about how we would, we would say, yes, we're going to train up our child in, in Scripture, and, and Christ is our foundation, and, um, you know, this isn't... Um, a promise, it's not a definite fact for the future, it's, um, it's generally true, but it's also generally true when we train up a child in a different way. This verse is neutral. You can say, train up a child in the way that he should go, uh, dishonesty, um, um, Toxicity, uh, all these negative um, things that we can teach our children. Why do you do, Dad? Why do you? Why did you bribe the cop? And the kids sitting in the back seat. Um, they did a they did a survey in a school hall, and they asked all the children that have seen their parents bribe a police officer to raise their hand. And about 70% of the school hall raised their hand. Why did you bribe the Ah, because the government is corrupt and they're all a bunch of thieves anyway. And uh, that's just the way the world works. Oh, okay. I'll take note of that. So this verse is saying it's not just the good. If we train up our children in the ways that they should go, we think that they should go they might also not depart from it. So we influence our children through active uh, teaching. And then finally, we influence our children through discipline. So discipline <clears throat> is a very controversial uh, subject in, in today's world, and, uh, you know, we completely understand... Um, the voices uh, speaking on both sides. You know, there, there's so much <clears throat> abuse in homes. There's, there's, there's no one to look out for uh, children that are actively um, suffering abuse, uh, physical abuse and, and verbal abuse and, um, and so we, we do hear the voices on this side, you know, but, um, but we do influence our children through the discipline that we give. We, we have sin nature within us. We, we recognize our propensity, our default state to resort to, to lie, to resort to steal, to resort to a number of things. We feel it within ourselves, and we have to recognize that our children are subject to those things as well. I do not believe that saying, I love my child too much 
to discipline them. I think it is a cowardly way out. We, we don't want to uh, feel the, the, it's hard, it's so difficult to administer discipline, not physical, I'm speaking discipline in general. It's so difficult. But we must. In Proverbs chapter 23, verse 13 and 14. Do not withhold correction from a child. For if you beat him with the rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from death. Now the words there are a little bit harsh in our ears. But to withhold any correction, to say, have your way, and, and after many months and years, you resort to bribing your children to do, I'll buy you a chocolate if you just sit down and, um, and get dressed. You know, oops. <clears throat> everything, everything is a struggle. Everything is uh, not just compromise, but concession, concession, concession. Unfortunately, we are paving a way for a very hard adulthood. We are uh, lining up the dominoes for that child uh, to be hit with reality. And we are not preparing them. That we must remember we're not just caring for children. We're, we're not babysitters. Just make sure they're fed and they're clothed and they're, they're happy. We are raising adults. Do the hard thing. Do the thing that none of us want to do. And correct. When we get... When they get older, correction changes. Correction changes from, a, from one year to the next. It looks different for everyone. But do the duty that we have to do as parents. Because we influence them through that. Now, I know there's children among us and they say, Well, Pastor, I would certainly disagree with that fact. <laughs> um, I... I am very grateful for the discipline that I received. And I know that we don't think that at the time. So these are just a few small bits of encouragement or, or rather reminders of our responsibility that was given to us from the Lord. And, uh, and as I'm going to be uh, a father for all intents and purposes to another child very soon, uh, I am, I'm very aware of these things in my own life, and, um, and I'm very aware of my shortcomings in these areas. 
with Robin, even now, I, I can do better here and I can be more attentive in this area. Uh, and so I've been evaluating myself and I wanted to share this with you so you can also think through it as fathers and as father figures. So I did say we'll finish early today. Let's pray and sing our final hymn. Dear Lord, we do once again thank you that you are our heavenly Father. And Lord, we look to you as example and uh, uh, in our Lord Jesus Christ that, um, that we are not perfect but Lord, you give us grace and you are faithful and, and, uh, and we thank you for that. We thank you that as we are fathers to our children, you are father to us all. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.